Dan, sh- I, I, maybe I'll look it up and stop talking about it. I kind of endorse that idea. We're just so pro-vegan that we're like, if you eat chicken, you can't read. Yeah, stop eating chicken. It's yeah. poisoning your mind. That, well, and also eating meat's kind of destroying our environment. Animals take a lot of water in their lives, and we should just let them live and not Well, yeah, and that also like, destroy a lot of plants. Good lives <laughs> that and not them. make them grow up just to be eaten. Because that sucks. What if we, like, that would just suck if that happened to humans, if we raise humans to eat them, so we shouldn't do it to animals. Did you watch the documentary about the autistic lady who figured out the cattle thing to, to uh, get them humanely up to, they have this kind of a contraption where they hold the cattle to calm them, and she had autism, so she used, she built her own cattle uh, contraption so she could, her autism, when she was under pressure, she felt a lot less anxious, and she realized, oh, that thing that I made, like, autistic kids totally need to be hugged really bad, and when they don't get that, it, it triggers some bad stuff, so she made this hugging machine, and she saw at the, so you can tell I'm really high, can't you? No. <laughs> well, no, I, uh, well, now now I know. But she's a, she basically said she's not a vegan at all. But she said, I want to have these animals be as stress free as until the right up until you kill them. That I don't want them sitting in a small area or like there was this trough of water that they had to go through that they the people who did it fucked it up and they were all dying she said look i see in pictures and i can do this and you know they'll be happy until we kill them i think until we get to the point where people realize where they get their animals from and i think it's turned into a horrible weird like leftish, leftist uh, hippie cliche to know where your food is from, and that's a horrible thing. You don't need to know where your food is from. Just like, it's real easy to not have your consumption be inhumane. Like, there's Beyond Burgers at friggin' Burger King now. Impossible Burger King, Beyond that. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's it's easy. Fast food restaurants are helping you be vegan now too, so everyone can do it. You can be cruelty-free and live your life. Also, you can live your life with eating it. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, do what you want, but be nice. Are there any, are there any companies that you, uh, as a band, say, I don't want to support, like, I don't want to support Walmart because they put small things out of, small companies out of business, or do you have any pet peeves where you say, don't support these people, boycott Amazon because it's owned by Dick Cheney or whatever? Within our financial means, because we are all of like a lower economic status, like we try to have our spending be cohesive with our political views, but like organizations like Amazon that supply materials to ICE, we don't support. Um, we shop at Walmart though on tour because we have to, it's cheaper, um, especially because we tour like 200 days of the year. So it's just not an option to get bulk items other places. Um, but we do as often as we can and within our means we try to only try to s- to spend ethically yeah yeah yeah, yeah right mm-hmm. well uh we're coming up on a little bit jeff jeff's doing his storytelling thing coming up so yeah, if you're yeah. listening uh get ready for that i don't know how good of a job i did but i think that these people 
were very nice to put up with my rambling and they gave a, a lot of good information and i think again even if you can't make the four four five at the 19th in alabama you should you heard their music i think it's they speak for themselves and then their music speaks more than them so if you like what you heard with them talking and if you like what you heard with them playing even if you can't go to the thing today look in your comp online and say there i'm gonna go to you know R royal bull or what Golden Bull. Royal Bull. I bought that in Chinatown. It gave me a rash. We're always uh, touring out, playing festivals, flying to places. Um, so just if you want to keep up with us, you can follow us on social media, um, and we'll be in a city near you soon. But yeah, the real good to hear. Is our handle? <laughs> what? What's a handle? Like our. Our name. If you want to find us, Instagram. you can look up the real pity party. Look up the real pity party, and then you can keep up to date with all the all the fun all adventures. All the talk about at. Yep. <laughs> well, uh, again, it, I'm, it was my pleasure. I don't ever interview bands. I I feel proud of this, and I I didn't see a lot of people frowning, which I was scared. <laughs> we had a lot of fun. That's good, and uh, I would like each of you to say. Two words to everyone who's listening, because we're we don't have any money here. We're living below the poverty line. Please, each one of you, Dimitri, 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 Dustin. My name is Dimitri. You you don't call me Dustin. Say send say send money. Say send money. Because we we need money really bad. There's someone broke the front window and it cost five hundred dollars. Okay. Okay. The, well, one, the one in the front door that's uh, open. Do you say it? Do you want us to say it at the same time, or do you want like a wave kind of thing? Where Wh whatever you would feel most comfortable. When you, if you've never done this one, in the past, two, three. Where are we going? Send money. <laughs> also, stay safe. Stay that's, safe. That's stay sane. That I like. Stay safe. Stay sane. Uh, maybe not up to you to stay sane, but staying safe definitely important. I was and come to Mutiny Radio at 2 p.m. for the for storytelling. Yes. Can we do our goodbye where everybody picks a bitch? One, Wait, what? two, three. Everybody pick a bitch. Um, One, two, three. Goodbye. Well, I really fucked that one up. <laughs> that, was, that was awesome. There. <laughs>
Black Classic Meeting Radio FM. Type in L W A F L M O Y T. L W A F L M O Y T. L W A F L M O Y T. L W A F L. Okay, all right, fast. Okay, one more time. No, no, one more time. We gotta go back to the first one. Oh God, okay. You don't know what OCD is all about. All right, let's do the first one. Right. L W A F L M O Y T. L W A F L M O Y T. L W A L F L M O Y T. L W A F L M O Y T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. You can watch if you want to. You can slap Spiegelman's behind. L-W-A-F-L-M-N-O-Y-T on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny. Yes! 
pronounced mutiny. Mutiny! It's, it's pronounced mutiny. Mutiny! Oh, my turn off, sir, guys, who say mutiny. Well, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Oh, Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Oh, Mike Spiegelman. Hey! Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Welcome, welcome to Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube, a.k.a. DVA. FDA, uh, formerly, no, currently known as AKA LWA, AKA LWAFLMOYT. That snazzy acronym is the name of our podcast. You go to iTunes or Stitcher or any of those motherfuckers, type in LWAFLMOYT. Type in LWAFLMOYT. And then you get our, our, our show. Isn't that great? We stream first on mutinyradio.fm every Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. The show's with me, Mike Spiegelman, and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. You're right that it, the anachronism is snazzy. It's snazzy. Oh, it's okay. You know how I remember L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T? <laughs> I think L, that must stand for let's. Right. W, watch. And so oh, forth. Oh, I get it now. Let's watch a yeah. movie on YouTube. Like, LWAF. I get it now. Yeah. And we have a fantastic YouTube channel, which at the end of the show I'm going to talk about because there's some great stuff on our channel. Uh, and then also at the end I'll tell you what next week's movie is. Mm-hmm. And it's a good one, Carl. I'm not going to tell you till the end. Okay. But let's get to the movie of the moment, the reason why we're all here. Carl, what is the movie we're seeing today? We are seeing a, commis- a commercial for Mutiny Radio where you go to Venmo and you say, <laughs> we are watching I forgot that. The Mission 1999. That's what you put in your YouTube search engine, The Mission 1999. Okay. You can also put in Johnny T.O., J-O-H-N-N-I-E-T-O at the end of it, and the channel we like is weird it's s it's p s p e b six p s p e b six p s p e b six so that's playstation portable electronic boutique six gotcha wow holy cow mike two video game references yeah i see video game references everywhere i go Mm -hmm. all right so listen we're not talking about the william defoe movie the mission we're not talking about the Benjamin Bratt movie, The Mission. We're talking about Johnny Toe's 1999. Is it a classic, classic movie? The Mission, 1999. So we want you to click that link, go to the end, hit pause. Don't forget, of course, to subscribe to PSPBE6's channel. There we go. I just did that. Uh, we are going to count, do a countdown. Very excited today to have in the studio none other. Well, he's not here. So, But in Paul Brumbaugh's replay, uh Steve, oh. uh, we're very excited. Well, Paul Bromba is the show before us. Yes. He's on Sunday afternoon listening to Mutiny Radio. He's, his show is called The Edge of Sanity. It's available on podcasts. It's a great show. You should definitely uh, subscribe and not listen. We just need the numbers. Uh, he does our countdown, but he's not here right now. Fortunately, Carl being a t- uh, tinkler, t- uh, t- t- you know what I'm saying, yes. he's built his own Paul Brumbaugh. 
Correct. Here we go. All right, so let's get this started. I am I am ready. It was a live show. We're very excited to have Paul here as our countdown gentleman. Let's get ready to Brumba. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to Brumba. Okay, so let's get ready to Brumba. And now, what you've all been waiting for, master of the descending numerals, the countdown king himself. Would you please welcome Mr. Paul Brumbaugh. All right, guys, you know the drill. Put that finger right over that triangle and do it in three, two, one, go. Okay, Still right away. Way. Yeah, we're going to be greeted with a um, a typo. Yeah, that's pretty funny. So. Presented and produced by Milky Way Image. So far, so good. Yeah. That's a Hong Kong movie. This is that's right. Johnny Toe is the famous director from Hong Kong. He's got a cult following. No, I've seen a book. Well, I, I'm part of that cult, Carl. I've I followed. He makes like three or four movies a year, and they all are different genres. They're romances. They're gangster movies. Right. They're, they're pitch black comedies. They're, they're satires. Uh, oh, here. This is his probably most famous movie. I would say yes. Here comes the typo. <laughs> See. <laughs> Get. See, oh my God, that's embarrassing! Someone still got fired. Oh my God, it's oh I can't even look at it. Fung Ho, that's now, pretty embarrassing. He's all sorts of movies. He's known really for the gangster movies here in the states. Yeah, he made a really famous movie, and I've seen this one too. It's called Love on a Diet. It's a woman in a fat suit, and it's like a romance. It's really good. Uh, okay, here we go. Can't have a movie without fucking Dance Dance Revolution in it. <laughs> uh, it's Ninja Ninja Revolution. This, Did you know that Pac-Man was named? Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say this uh, music is as bad as the soundtrack. Who was Pac-Man named after? In uh, um, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, they play a game called Ninja Ninja Revolution. They starts talking about how Pac-Man is the is a word for like open mouth, oh. and uh, it, like Puckman, and oh. they decided not to call it Puckman because people with the face and and the P and make it Puckman. Oh yeah yeah yeah, that would happen. Talk about an intentional typo. Yeah. Now this is Look fat. This guy, he dresses. He's fat. Well, <laughs> his name is Hardly. Fats, and he is one of our heroes, and the fattest one. Okay. And there you see Curtis. Curtis the hairdresser. Right. He's a hairdresser, but he's also a killer. We don't know that yet. Well, I mean, anyone in this movie has to be a killer, right? Why would I spend more than two minutes looking exactly. at him? Exactly. You won't even see innocent bystanders. They're all killers. Yeah. Well, no, so I wanted to just... talk to you about this. I have seen this movie a couple yes. times, and the fact that it's on YouTube, it's it's a cause for celebration. Mm -hmm. We're gonna. What is? What do you think is a better movie, The Mission or John Wick? Uh, I would have to say The Mission. Interesting. It's not a point. I agree. <laughs> now this is. Do you Roy think both of them are the third yeah. killer? What's that? This Man, is. He looks Roy. good. I, I don't know if it's the hair or the tuxedo. <laughs> I think it's uh, the hair. The hair is not jet black. Right, like Elvis. Yeah, there's a lot of Elvises in this movie. There's one through the door there. Oh, this is bad guy gangster. 
Oh, boo. I like, like good guy gangsters. Right. Our good guy gangsters, they push drugs, they abuse women, you know. But the Perfect. bad guy gangster, he's a jerk. Yeah, he deserves it. Just say his head's been wearing tie-dye shirts. What the fuck? All right. So this is Hong Kong? Yeah, this is Hong Kong, and it's amazing how much English is there. Oh, yeah. Well, they don't speak English at all in this movie, though. No, they don't. And um, that's why it's amazing to me the amount of English that's there. It just doesn't seem like, like, why would they do that? I, I Nobody sp speaks it. I mean... I mean, you might say, like, oh, I mean, like, sure, like, movies and stuff. But, I mean, there's English where you wouldn't expect. It's not an advertisement or something like that. This is Shin. Is it like a stop sign? Shin. Uh, he's a surfer. He's a Bodhi. film goes along. Shin is the only one who's truly named, like, Asian. You know what I mean? The others are named Fats and Roy and and um, uh, Curtis. Curtis is the guy's name. I mean... This guy's name's Shin. Gotcha. And so our bad, bad guy just got his finger cut off, Yakuza style? Okay, there was a mob incident, and they cut off one of his fingers. So bad guy boss comes in to say, who did it? And uh, they just dissed him. They didn't tell him. Look across the street. It says Hyde Park. Hyde Bar Park. Cafe. Hyde Park in London. And Bar and Cafe. It's, it's in English. Why? Why wouldn't it say... Well, you, I mean, like, think of some words as, uh, like, iconic, right? You know what Akutong means, right? So you see it on there, or you bistro. Mm -hmm. You know what those words are. And I think at a certain point where, especially if you live in it, you know, that you'll see in English, you just know it means, like, cafe. You know what it means. You I know? see So they just saying. put it in there. And, and maybe it's just a style choice. I don't know. Okay, we don't uh -oh. get to see the incident. This is after the incident. It's our inciting incident. It is a mob hit. You see that guy standing there? Oh, I know that guy. Yeah. Yeah, I know that guy. I, I'm sorry, my research didn't tell me. I, who is, Do you, you've seen him in other films? Yeah, in other gangster films, other Hong Kong movies. Yeah, unfortunately, my research was a little lacking because... No I problem. Can't relate. Um, the names are okay. This is bad guy gangster. Also, he's going to get his later. What they're here to do Super is Bowl. kill the boss, essentially. In the international Super Bowl bar, right. and cafe. That's the boss running. Pew away. pew. Did you? That's see one of the few times we see like, yeah. Well, the barmaid she hid behind her tray. <laughs> As if that could stop a bullet. Raiders. Raiders. Bay Area. Well, this is, I was saying, this is the, one of the few times in this movie where we have innocent bystanders. Mm hmm. You're you right. Know, a lot of these carnage. And is it, he did a movie called, uh, I think it was Crime War, which is a drug war, which is excellent. And there's a scene where they're fighting and there's innocent bystanders and the tension is completely ratcheted. But. In this movie, there's nobody in the streets when they go ape shit. When things go ballistic, right. it's just them. It, you know, like the city's always empty. It's, it's remarkable. Now, you see that guy? He's Frady Cat, okay? Oh, yeah. He I think he's, is uh, I think he's on the dead. side of the boss, but unlike the other ones, he's not self-sacrificing. 
Carl, I should uh, clarify. I think he's gay because he's in the closet. He went back in the closet. <laughs> wow, look at Wolverine, man. His hair is awesome. Yeah. After you? Why is it always after me when we are in a gun battle? Yeah, right. You are the main bad guy gangster. Why is it after me? At the Super Bowl restaurant, home in yep. the halftime yep. for uh, Doug. He's in the freezer right now. He took refuge in the freezer. Chilling out. Ha ha. Netflix and chill. <laughs> <laughs> rice cookers. I didn't go to a fancy restaurant to have you use a rice cooker. Right. What's this microwave? Yeah. I want it. fresh food. And where's anybody? It disgraces the Super Bowl. This is nobody gangster. Oh, he... And the other one's bad guy gangster. Okay, so he called Frank. Boss called Frank. The boss's name is Mr. Lung. And uh, this Frank is the sort of like ringleader. They all showed up to defend Boss. It's going to be collapsed long if he doesn't get it out of that freezer. Ba-boom! <laughs> see, like, you see the beer fridge? You know that brand, right? Even though you, don't, you may not be fluent in English, you, you can recognize what it is. Carlsberg, you know it's so I, I, Got it. So he gets the call letting him know the good guy's cavalry has arrived, so you better get out of there. So boss Ooh, look at them. This is this is like Fast and the Furious. That's Boss's brother. He's That's... really cool. Ooh, I would hate to meet the baby boss. Boss baby. Now this is so annoying. <laughs> this is the guy who you saw in other mobster movies. He's sort of yeah. like the the father of the the boss and his brother. They started the organization uh. together, and yet he's fallen to like restaurant manager he's like not even number three yeah you know you don't think they launder money in from that restaurant yeah i'm sure i bet he doesn't even follow football while we're at it yeah the hell does he know about super bowl yeah yeah you fail as a gangster and a sports fan so we missed something Ooh, oh he goes that's a wrap Why are you guys standing around are you going to get your pictures taken and so the dummy mob thug goes get the boss a camera oh it's taken a couple seconds <laughs> yeah look how this is shot johnny toe man i love his movies and he's done so many and different kind of styles but Everything you need in the story is here. I mean, we talk about lazy writing and maybe even direction. There's nothing lazy about what he does. Agreed. Everything is meticulous, you know? Including the how shot cool is that? Also, now. You see how the, yeah. the, the, I mean, the railing is there? I'm sure that's intentional to frame. Oh, but also, like, the cars going by, and then this is a part of a city. Like, you would recognize it if you lived in Hong Kong. Yeah, right? that's Now true. it's this menacing, like, terror zone. Okay, this is Freddy Cat. Oh, yeah. Whatever happened? Oh, right. There he is. Now, the question is... Can I get some is, shampoo, please? Freddy Cat, why are you alive? Right? What kept right. you alive? It wasn't just being scared. You're probably a traitor. Oh, are they going to make an example out of him? I guess the plot doesn't really take it forward. He... 
either dies or goes away. And actually, we'll see him later. He lives and he's demoted to like a janitor in his station in life. We'll see it later. <clears throat> Dude, how many fingers does he, does he lose a pinky? No, no. That was. No, no. Yeah. Johnny Johnny Toe has a uh, a collaborator. I, I wish I could remember the guy's name, but for like dozens of the movies, they worked together. And that particular guy made a movie called Too Many Ways to Be Number One, which is kind of like a sliding door oh. gangster movie where different things happen, and then we see the response. And it's excellent. But there's lots of pinkies getting cut off in that film. Yeah, that was um, not Johnny Toe. That was Johnny Finger. <laughs> right, it wasn't Johnny Toe. Gotcha, Johnny Finger. I just want to, I don't know why I walked into that one. Uh, you know who was a guru of his was uh, Johnny Ankle. He was. Uh... Right. Yeah. Well, Johnny Foot, a lot of people say there's more depth. You know, there's more. <laughs> more. So these are all gangsters hanging out. Oh, no pictures. Is this going to be a wedding? Hanging out as much as they're protecting the boss. Just like in Godfather when, you know, what's with all the muscle? We're going to need him now. You know how they block the driveway with a car. That's what they're doing. Yeah, that's what, oh, that's what it reminded me of. Trying to hit him. <laughs> so the story is that the, the boss is being threatened and they need to get a crew, right? Yeah, that's right. Exactly. That's right. Now, this is Mrs. Boss, and she's a cheater. She likes to cheat with men. Is there a boss baby? I hope not. <laughs> not that I saw. Now, I like you know what Brother. terrifies me? Yeah. Brother, he's just got Brother's a good cool. attitude. He's... Uh, you know what? I won't show you in yeah. this scene. I'll show you in the next scene when he's with uh, Curtis. So these guys are brothers. These well, like guys are brothers, yeah. yeah. How many times do their parents have sex? Once every 15 years? They look so different. <laughs> You're right about that. You're right about that. He's uh, 15 years his senior. Oh, I am right. Look. Uh, there's all Parkinson's disease. See how it's in English? And look, here it is well, in Chinese, yeah. but it's also in English. Listen, no, man, if I'm in Hong Kong and I need a haircut and I see a glass uh, office that has a hair salon, how will I know? But we don't extend that same courtesy in America. We say cambio when there's a change station. Those guys, you know, like, I don't know. Okay, here is Brother's, brother's character. He's a funny guy. He's intimidating. He's having a good time. We're having fun, yes? <laughs> I remember now. Yeah. They all died. So is there going to be some crazy violence that's coming? No. Uh, if, in this movie, yeah. Not right this second, no. Basically, the team is being formed. There's Shin. Oh, this is a... Yeah. This is the there's Terry Helen. I uh, gotcha. We know Fats. Hey! Yeah, we saw him. And look, Fats got his shirt buttoned correctly. Things would look it up for him. I'm Shin. 
Yeah. I'm fat. No fucking no shit. <laughs> now, shin, do you think he means the front part of uh, your your leg? Like, if you even bonk into yes, shin, I think so. like, ow! <laughs> I'm glad you got to see the greatest movie of all time, so you can be like, shin and toe, fuck yeah. <laughs> no, but seriously, you go up to shin, you want to just, like, pat him on the back. He's like, ow, 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 ow. So the gang's almost here. That's right. This is, you know, we, we know Curtis, and uh, we know Shin, and we know Fats, and here comes Frank. I mean, Roy, excuse me. Here comes Roy. Roy is like... This is much more. A leader also. Curtis is the leader who's connected to the boss, and Roy is the leader of like, okay, you want this team? Here's my team. By the way, I'm so glad they're meeting in person and not on Zoom. Yeah, this was pre-pandemic and... Uh... Well, 1999, it was what, the uh, the trade-off was in 97? When Hong Kong... What? Was given, you know, like Hong Kong was oh, like... Oh, from the uh, English. By... Um, yeah. Yeah. Ah, like uh, here's brother. Love brother. Orange slice, orange slice, orange, Look, orange slice. He's he's gonna. It's like he's gonna give them a talk, and then all of a sudden, watch, watch, watch. Oh, brother! See, then all of a sudden he gets up and goes, "Come on, my brother's waiting." It's it's so quirky. There's Helen again. Helen. So uh, he's he doesn't die at the end, funny brother, does he? Um, shall I do that lie and get you crazy the whole movie? No, he doesn't. What? You gave it away? Now I'm going to expect him not to die. <laughs> he <I'm> doesn't. Not. <laughs> this guy looks like a director, movie director himself. He's like yeah, knocking. I think it's very conscious, the choice to make him the boss. Because he looks like somebody's real boss. Mm-hmm. Mr. Lum. It sort of adds to the movie. I mean, it's like they the boss hired them to do a job, but ironically, the job is about killing and murder and protection. Ooh, there's that file. He needs to get the serial numbers off. Yeah, they're in an office, so they have a lot of files. Yes. <laughs> file cabinet. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> As the world gets wackier and less predictable in every way, it is more important than ever for us to all remember our roots. 
We wouldn't be here today if our ancestors hadn't had the capacity and the skills to take care of themselves and their communities using the resources in the natural world around them and their own two hands. My name is Wonia Tebow of Buckskin Revolution and Alone Season 6, and I started Buckskin Revolution not just to empower people with a wider range of skills to meet their basic needs, but also to inspire them with a sense of fulfillment and connection that comes with living a little closer to the earth and using our bodies, our minds, and our very DNA for what they evolved to do, to help us thrive without the need for modern technology and industry. If that sounds appealing to you, I hope you'll join me for the Fall 2020 Buckskin Revolution Online Skills Gathering, an eight-week learning experience designed to work within any schedule. It involves pre-recorded classes, live interactive sessions, and online community learning support from both myself and your fellow students. The need for these skills has never been more pressing, and Buckskin Revolution is working hard to bring them to you. I hope you can join us. Get connected with yourself and the world around you at buckskinrevolution.com. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! 499. Are the end times upon us? Not yet, my friends. Please, this is an impassioned plea from Pam Benjamin, the director of Mutiny Radio. Let us live past October. You think it's a joke? COVID is decimating all of us, and especially us here at Mutiny Radio. We have money left until October 1st. Don't let anyone sing, despite of their size. Please. Please go donate to our GoFundMe. Go to mutinyradio.fm and click that GoFundMe button. Or just go to Venmo. Mutiny Radio, all one word. Just Mutiny Radio. Give us five bucks. Help us keep free speech and radical self-expression real and alive here in San Francisco and all over the world. Please donate to our Mutiny Radio GoFundMe and keep us alive in 2020 and beyond. Don't let our world end. I am Italian and we brought you fascismus with Mussolini. And before that, 
the Romans. So if you think you live in a fascist country, well, you do. Antitrump.com is the antivirus to the Trump virus. It started in 2016 with two sketches and a dream for a better America. No one thought it would be this bad. He was a 70-year-old yammering nimrod. How bad could it possibly be? We are now in a global pandemic without adequate leadership. Individual politics are not important. We need to rally behind curing the Trump virus. Go to antitrump.com. Hey, you, poetry reader. This is Bjork's sister, Mjork. It's okay. We also have a soul and a weekly poetry reading on Mutiny Radio's AltaCast. Tuned every Wednesday at high noon from Glasgow, Scotland. One of our co-hosts from Choose Poetry, Choose Life, Andy Talbot, has a new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, which is available at analogsubmission.com now. Go buy it, and don't let poets lie to you. Once again, that's Andy Talbot's new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, available at analogsubmission.com. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... Uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch
Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, I will build lava wells all over the country, as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. Lava markets to continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines. Vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoe Hoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Song. I, I'm Mike's friend. My turn-ons are satin sheets. I love to be outdoors. Follow me on Twitter. Jokes to call. The French duh, not the duh duh. Let's watch a Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's L, let's, W, watch, A, uh, F-L, full length, M, movie, O, on, Y-T, YouTube. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube. I forgot the name of the show. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. And Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. How are you? Oh, uh, I just feel so L-S-M-O-W-M-O-Y-T. I can't even tell you. Yeah. Kill the waffle lock. I was um, reading in the paper this morning that if you, you know, if you planned on uh, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T-ing, today was the day to do it. It's great weather. Great weather for it. PMs at the Mutant Radius. (laughs) Yahoo! Hot 
You guys are listening to the Altacast here on Mutiny Radio. FM. It's Wednesday. It's high noon. I am high because I just had a big sip, about a half a bottle of the Alta California Botanicals Anxiety Tincture. I am feeling no anxiety whatsoever about the show today. Uh, about anything, really. Thanks, Alta California Botanicals. I am joined by my co-host, LaToya, the Sheriff of Truth Wind. Good morning. I mean, afternoon. Yeah. High noon, baby. High I like noon. that purple eyeliner you're wearing. Thank you. You all can't see it on the... It's, is it purple or is it blue? You're looking super 80s. You look yeah, like... Yeah. It's because of David Bowie. That's all. It, I was wondering. Yeah. Yeah. Colors. Colors. Uh, things are going to be okay, everybody. We still can listen to his music. We're also joined today by Steve Poggi. Back again like a bad penny. <laughs> Steve, <laughs> Steve Poggi, comedian extraordinaire. Uh, so that means we've had two misery people in the house. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We lost the Rams. They're gone. Oh, that <laughs> is really messed up, dude. Like, what are they going to do with the arena? They're going to turn it, it into junk. Who, who fucking cares? Let's, it's, the, the Chargers are leaving, too. What are they going to do with the... Um, Oco or, or whatever they I have no idea what. I, uh, yeah, I forget what their stadium's called. Yeah, it's not Orca. No, it's not. The Orca. Oco is the Colise- right. Oakland Coliseum. Yeah. Raider Nation, which we heard they might or might not be leaving. N- none of this interests me that much. I just have to listen to my boyfriend talk about it all the time, so I'm like, <laughs> it's gotta, one of those you things. You gotta get an earful. The only reason why the lambs interest me is because it they came in '95. And they at least have went to, they've won one Super Bowl, and they've went to two. Yeah. And the thing is, St. Louis is in the shithole as it is with what's going on. And the, the one thing that at least can pull St. Louis's together was like football, like sports, like people love the cards and all that shit. And now that the lambs are gone, it kind of, it's kind of bittersweet. Kind of sucks. People are going to be fighting in the streets again. Yeah. Killing each other. I mean, I guess no this is one way to unite people in St. Louis, like black, white, brown, whatever, that everyone's pissed off. So that's one way so they can burn the stadium together. Burn the stadium That's together. called unity. Burning the stadium together. <laughs> you know, it, I mean, the thing is that maybe the United States does need a big war so that we can... It seems like we don't... Um, I, I don't know. I, I say reuse it, repurpose it for another thing, but it seems I like we just knock it down and make something better. Yeah. Uh, like they tried to do in Santa Clara... Oh, and yeah. that shithole where they're going to be having the 50th Super Bowl, Fisco. calling it San Francisco. It fucking pisses me off. That's not yeah. San Francisco. They've got the 50 in front of the city hall. And every time I go by it now, people are taking pictures in front of it. Oh, look, 50, 50 Super Bowl 50 is in San Francisco. No, it's not. It's in Santa Clara. It's in Santa Clara. It's not here. I used to be able to look at Candlestick from my my house and it's really sad it was just like if they would have just had one more year if they could have had the 50th celebration there what's happened with candlestick do we blow that up it's gone they blew it up yeah yeah well they took they they done blowed it up they didn't blow blow it up because the neighborhood was like they didn't want they were worried about asbestos and what have you with all the dust sure so they took it uh, cousin festus and his asbestos yeah they took it down piece by piece like a Lego. Uh. And so, and it came down pretty quick. I went by there and took pictures and what have you. It was, that was really sad too. I don't even like football. And like, just like the fact that I'm like, oh, candlestick's gone, you know? And then now, you know, you have it, it the stadium in Santa Clara. 
it is, that's not it's the same not thing. San Francisco it's not 49ers. San Francisco. That's that's like it's a suburb. It's a suburb, absolutely. Yeah, it's okay, whatever. I'm upset about it too. It's so stupid. And the, you know what? You're gonna be really upset when the Super Bowl, when all those people come. Oh my God! You're gonna get it. <laughs> well, maybe I'll go down and I'll pass out flyers for the Mutiny Radio that 2016 Comedy Festival. Do that. And I'll be like, hey, you're from out of town. Oh, you're from Texas. We have a Texas comedian coming. Stick around. Yeah. Well, during uh, the Super Bowl week, that's the highest uh, like time for prostitution. Oh, sweet! I can make some money. Anything. Yeah. So if you want to get out there and fucking shake your meat fan, yeah, people will pay for it. I was thinking about stripping on the weekends. Warren Sapp got busted after the last Super Bowl with two hookers. That's the thing, man. If you're gonna get hookers and you're famous, you have to pay them. All right, you can't just Didn't try to pay not them. pay the stripper or the hookers, because uh, no, hookers got diff- feelings. Hookers got feelings. Um, <laughs> stripping and hooking is different though, because yeah. right, one of right, them right. you just wipe your vagina juices on them, and one of them, they right. wipe their penis juices in you. So it's a little uh, bit there different. There was a, there was some strip club in the east side of Illinois that my buddy was obsessed the with. The Roxy. At, I I wanted maybe that was it. No, I, there was. A, it's not Pink Slip because that's the black one. No, it was pink a rundown slip. one though, but. Circle. I used to hang out on the east side. That's what I'm trying yeah. to go through, though. Maybe it was wrong, but the the guy's hook to try to get people to go was, uh, you can get your nose wet for a dollar. Oh, <laughs> That's gross. What tell people. Like, oh, I don't think I want to join that. If oh. it was the Roxy, that was my favorite one. I used to go there and have coffee. I wanna. I can't remember <laughs> where. The first time I went into a strip club in St. Louis, like when I turned old enough, uh, we walked in, and like I looked over to the left. And there was a uh, like a cocktail waitress, and there was this big trucker guy, and she was like sticking a beer bottle in his ass. Oh, and uh, wow. my joke was, uh, "Hey, it's prison with a cover charge." Come on <laughs> in. Wow! And he liked it. Yeah. I just can't, I I just can't. I don't I don't understand why people like to stick the things up their butts now. Like, you know, if. If I'm on top and you want to grab my ass a little and kind of go and you're sort of skirting the edges there, that's fine. But don't. What are we? What are we putting things in there for? I think people just get bored. Yeah, boredom. You bored. can only put your inflatable blow-up fist in so many holes before you're like, <laughs> well, let's stick it in the old butt. Let's see what we get out of that one. Wow. Uh, <laughs> so today on the AltaCast, brought to you by Alta California Botanicals, uh, we're going to talk about failed and successful. Uh, stories and trials with sobriety. Sobriety. Because uh, yeah. comedian Steve Poggi right now is working on, uh, hasn't had a drink in two weeks, is it now? Yeah, well, it, it's different though. I'm not considering that sobriety. Like, what, I got in trouble a while back with that whole felony burglary thing. Which, if you want to hear that story, go to my website, stevepoggi.com, <laughs> download my CD, Felony Funny. And uh, you can hear that whole thing. But after that, I took shit really seriously. And I was like, oh, dude, I got a fucking crazy-ass problem. But uh, so I was sober for two years. But I was, like, preachy sober. Like, like, you know, this is the way of the light. This is what everyone needs to do. And you I'll were AA. Drink again. You were going to AA. I was going to AA, but I wasn't really using, like, the 12-step program. Like, I was just going there. And like talking about stuff, and it felt like good to go. Like it felt like okay. You were just using it for comedy time. You're just but, using uh, it for stage time. You know, th- one of the things that really upset me about that is the the AA class that I went to. One week you would go to, and it would be like a discussion, and then the next week you would listen to a speaker from like a cassette tape, and they put in this cassette tape, and it was all fucking hack 
jokes oh. that the speaker was using. Like, like I called the hotel front desk. I said, uh, there's a leak in my sink. And she said, go ahead. It was like, like cheesy fucking oh, shit like that. That would make you want to drink. And I knew the comic that did that stuff in St. Louis. So oh. I was like, did he steal it from him? Or did he... St-? But after that, I was like, ugh. And I, I was good. I didn't, I didn't drink for two years. And then I, I broke up with this chick that I was obsessed with, this fucking beautiful blonde-haired minx. And uh, she crushed me, and I, I fucking brought the beast back. Oh, that's this, all it takes, huh? Yeah, this, is like, this isn't necessarily sobriety, because it's just like I want to make healthier decisions. Like I, I think of it more of like if I eat a big thing of spaghetti, I'm going to get heartburn. <laughs> so if I drink a bunch of booze, the chances of me having you know, panic attack or anxiety become higher like the past year my physiology has changed in my body and now i need to take better care of it yeah you're you becoming an adult yeah well i'm gonna buy a happening. gun and then i'll be an adult <laughs> <laughs> that's scary yeah i'm, I'm <laughs> looking forward to that nine millimeter beretta i'm in the market you're not wow. kidding no, no <laughs> you're not, not shitting i i don't believe in the whole gun thing i think it's a terrible idea i love guns yeah, I, everyone loves guns. You're an American. It's it's built into your DNA. You're goddamn right. It's built I, in there. I like bows and arrows. Yeah, but that's just yeah. in my blood. Good luck shooting a burglar with a bow. <laughs> Good luck trying to get that Beretta from like the lock. You know. Oh no, there's locked no away. lock box. I don't have children. <laughs> I'm gonna have it ready to go. See? <laughs> oh, dude, I. That's I'm, where accidents happen. I was Absolutely. talking to my uh, my. My idiot roommate, who's uh, been kind of famous amongst my friends for the dumb shit that he says and he does, <laughs> and uh, I was telling him, like, oh, yeah, man, I'm going to get a gun, and he was like, one time I stayed in this motel room, and it was so sleazy that I took my gun and I duct taped it into my hand. Oh, my God. Wow. I was like, dude, that's the most insane that shit is crazy. I've ever heard in my life. You have to really be careful how you sleep. Damn. Yeah. I'm Shoot like, you in like, the can face. You just Set it on the nightstand? Yeah. <laughs> like it's gotta be that is like a horrible, that's a bad idea. I'd roll around in my sleep. I'd shoot something. Dude, I'd shoot my face. I would definitely shoot something. Uh, accidentally shoot my cat, shoot someone down the hall. I just watched a terrible, terrible movie on the Netflix called uh, Last Shift about this nice new this nice new police lady who's in this thing and all this scary stuff happens with ghosts and at the very end spoiler alert just don't watch it it only got one <laughs> and a half stars anyways but she accidentally shoots these guys that were coming in to clean all three of them and then she gets shot because the other policeman comes in and it's like everybody dies everybody dies that's the moral everybody of guns everybody dies, dies. sometimes yeah uh, so stories of sobriety it's working out for you right now. Yeah. Well, one of the things I did enjoy about AA is all the alcoholic construction workers that would come in, missing fingers because they were drunk. Oh, my God. Took them off. Drunk at work, lost hands. Oh, yeah. Well, Time to get hands, but more like fingers. Like fingers. They have a bunch of stubs. and Stubby. Wow. I had to go to AA for a minute um, only because it was part of the court-ordered thing for my DUI. DUI. Ditto. And uh, that was only in San Diego, though. Once I came up here to San Francisco, they did not require that, which was great. It was just a San Diego thing. Did you ever find the AA kind of scary? I found it kind of scary with all the God and Jesus stuff. The God and Jesus stuff bothered me. I liked the cookies and juice. Um, 
I just didn't like how it made me feel like church and it made yeah. me feel really guilty. And the first one I went to, like, I just kind of sat there and cried and they're like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I don't want to be here. <laughs> um, and I was, it was awful. And they're like, tell us why you're here. And I'm like, I'm stupid. I got a DUI and now they're making me do this for my court ordered thing. Will you sign it? Will you sign my card yeah. so I can get out of here? Thanks for the juice and cookies. Um, but, you know, listening to people's stories, didn't. it doesn't help me want to be sober. I just, I don't ever want to be sober. I don't, I'm, there's a reason why I don't have to be sober, and it's because I'm never going to have children, so that I can drink as much as I want whenever I want to. And you, and you don't have a car. I don't have a car. So I don't have a problem with it. I really, really enjoy drinking. And there haven't been too many, like, negative repercussions since the DUI and since sort of changing my lifestyle to accommodate, you know, the mass consumption of alcohol. And not the mass consumption. I mean, I'm not like, last night I drank a pitcher of beer. I don't think that's that crazy on a no. Tuesday. <laughs> no. You didn't do shots. And I don't do shots. Yeah, not anymore. I'm an adult. It wasn't like you were going all like Keith Richards with like a bottle of Jack Daniels in your hand trying no. to swig the whole bottle. No. I mean, you know, I just... Even I, 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 I've been, I was talking to Hoji and saying like, I'm trying to take a break oh, a week from alcohol. Mine is just vanity. I just want to lose some weight. Dude, <laughs> oh, I've lost yes, so yeah. much weight. Yeah. Cause I, I haven't drank at all since 2016. So I've, I've lost about 15, 17 pounds Be- between the weight you lose from the alcohol and then just not having the, you know, be, being better about your diet not being yeah. like, oh, I'm all fucked up. I better get, you know, a basket of tater tots. And <laughs> Grease. Yeah, a cheeseburger with a grilled cheese sandwich in it. <laughs> That's when it gets bad. Yeah, I mean, the, it's to me, it's all about vanity. And it is, it, and that has something to do with your health as well. So that's why, because, you know, I noticed during the Christmas season, I was ultra depressed. And so I found out there's this app called Saucy where you have liquor delivered to you. Oh. Yeah. And I took advantage of that for about two weeks and uh, couldn't get out of bed. But I was drinking the hell of, out of Cook's Brute sparkling wine and i was just i was just really down the dumps and then i was talking to a friend he's like yeah i'm gonna take a break for two weeks and he's a hardcore drinker and i'm like dude if that guy can do it i can do it too so it kind of motivated me to like you know i've noticed i've like kind of gained a little weight since and i'm like you know what fuck this the booze will still be there let me uh you know lose some weight or something well vanity sobriety i mean there's i guess there's a lot of there's a lot of ways to stay sober and vanity sobriety is one of them well my biggest problem with the aa uh like other than like the super like religious like god stuff uh was this sense of like you have this disease that you're going to live with the rest of your life. I couldn't handle being like, oh, I'm going to be, f- I'm just fucked up for life, and I just got to carry this cross. But I've seen other people where it's like, dude, you are, you have a disease. <laughs> you're like, you're <laughs> fucked up for life. But I, I never felt like that. So, it, but to have like no like recovery, like never be fully recovered, to always live with that, it just seemed like you were in this like weird state. And yeah. I didn't, I didn't like that. Yeah. It, it also bothers me, and it's like that. Um, maybe we'll watch a clip in a little, or listen to a clip from the um, the South Park where the dad goes to AA and he's like, "That's it. It's a disease. I can't help it." And he just keeps getting drunker and drunker. I can't help it. And I, f- I feel like it is sort of a cop out. <laughs> it's not me. It's God. It's in the hands of God. I can't do anything. You weak piece of shit. 
You can't. It's not me. It's, I'm powerless. I need a higher power so I won't drink. Seriously. Some people do, man. Some people but get th- so what's, fucked up. And, but what's like, wrong with them that they can't say, oh, I am an, I am a human being with thoughts and feelings. People that blame things. Now, I don't believe in the existence of a god anymore because I was raised to believe in it. And I, I, I drank the Kool-Aid, hook, line, and sinker. And now what I say is that there is no god and you people are just weak. And oh, it's a disease. You know, it's a disease if you get to the point where you have DTs and you can't live your life without drinking alcohol because you're so shaky shaky that you could have oh, seizures, a seizure okay, that's when it's a disease but it's still not in the hands of god it was in your hands you and you couldn't handle it uh and it's the same thing when you're if you're addicted to heroin you're fucking addicted to heroin and it's not like i'm just gonna stop because your body is like i need this heroin but are any of us like that far down the road right now? No, no, I don't no. think so. I mean, some the, don't get me wrong. The, like that's the big thing about it is everyone's shit is completely different. So yeah. if you don't have a good way of being honest with yourself or looking at yourself in like a you know, reflective manner, then you're gonna be fucked. But I feel like a lot of these people that get super far down the rabbit hole, it's more of like a self punishment. Sure. Like it's like it's not suicide, but it's like. Like, like I said, I was sober for two years, and I broke up with this girl, and then I felt bad, and she had, like, cheated on me, so then I felt worthless, so then it was like, I'm just gonna fucking shove this shit in my face and get all fucked up, Yeah. and uh, I did for a long time, but man, fuck it, I've been tased, hit in the head with fucking (laughs) bottles, There's also, there's also the fact that a lot of, you know, people turn to, like, drugs and alcohol because of trauma, you know, childhood trauma and other things that have happened in their past, that I noticed even when I went to... Uh, <laughs> because of my DUI and I you know they I, I never heard anyone in that whole group when I would go talk about like anything to do with their childhood huh you know and yeah. I think that has something to do with why people do what they do there's something traumatic that has happened to you that you go so down in the hole and it, it you might have it like in a black box in your head one day and then all of a sudden there's something that unleashes it and all that comes back to you and then you go down the downward spiral basically and i don't i don't think a lot of like aa they don't talk about that as much yeah i feel like it's a lot of people who have had something horrific happen to them and they refuse to accept it as reality yeah so then I, i think that's where you get a lot of the uh suppressed stuff absolutely and uh because when i i remember when i was going through it i described it as like imagine like you're standing in a river right and then like your problems and your thoughts are like these boxes that are floating down the river and you see this huge big box and you're like oh god this is gonna be a big ass fucking problem what the hell and you open it up and then it's not that bad you're like oh fuck that's all right but then you see like a little like ring box floating down you're like ah look at this dicky thing like oh my god there's something intense in here yeah this is really fucking me up yeah it's, it, yeah, I definitely, I like that metaphor. See, I don't drink because I'm trying to escape anything. I drink because I'm fucking bored. And I, why, yeah. why do I smoke so much weed? Because the world is a boring, lackluster place. It's not fun. And I just have much more fun when I'm high. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Like, you know what? Babysitting, it's okay. Babysitting when you're high is fucking fun. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, we're going to a park. I'm going to walk around with you, and we're going to play on the playground. I'm going to follow you around. I hang out with a two-year-old, and he is so entertaining when I'm high on weed. <laughs> now, I would I would never show up drunk to a nanny gig, but I, I'm, I'm always high. And 
And and then someone might say, oh, well, you have a problem with marijuana. No, no I think, don't. I think marijuana is the motherfucking solution. It is a solution. I don't believe in that. Uh, come on now. You can... I run when I'm stoned. I Absolutely. clean when I'm stoned. I work when I'm stoned. And I can handle it because I know I know how my body functions. I know my body. I think a lot of people don't know their body. That's the problem. Sure. And they're so used to people preaching to them about, well, this is what that does. And they say, okay. And they run with it rather than like, well, let me see how my body will perform with this. And I'll make my own decision. You're... People are robots. They're used to everyone making decisions for them. Right. And that's the yeah. problem. And when it comes to alcohol, I was raised Catholic. Catholics drink. So, I mean, I, I was drinking when I was a kid. So, I mean, it was nothing to me in high school when people were getting drunk. I wasn't getting drunk. I was getting high <laughs> and taking ecstasy. I had surpassed that already. And now I notice I do drink a lot more, but it's not... Maybe You're a bartender. I'm a bartender. And I did I just admitted that I was depressed and I took advantage. And I the thing is I'm not in denial about that. And I know I'm like, let me get out of this hole. You know, I yeah. it's those it's just those things where it's just like, I'm not gonna let this take you know, take control. You know, I'm not gonna use this as a clutch. I'm I was I was sad for a couple weeks. Get the fuck over it. Keep going. Go for a run. Shit. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> but I mean, it is it is like Pam says because now, like, because uh, I've completely eliminated drinking, and then uh, with marijuana, it's like I'm probably at like three or four percent of where I was to where like, like yesterday I didn't really smoke till like later on in the evening to when because I because it does fuck with my sleep. That's the biggest change so far with the pot is not smoking. Like it's hard to go to sleep, but. I've, I've hit that point now to where it's like everything feels really fucking boring. Nothing. Like, my favorite thing to do would be to, you know, smoke a joint and then go lay in the bed and watch Cosmos and fall asleep. Like, that was my absolute favorite thing. But you lose that thing. So then, it, but at the same time, it's like, okay, so things are becoming kind of boring. Well, I need to make them more exciting then. You know, I need to just throw myself into something silly because I was into Christmas music and all kinds of shit. And uh, so th that's why, like, with this date thing that I'm going on. Uh, we're me and this chick. We're gonna go to Point Reyes, oh, nice. and then we're gonna walk around. But then I decided to make this game for like while we're walking around of just like goofy shit because she's also a comic. So that's, uh, that's sweet. Yeah, I know. I to I told him, I told my boyfriend Jonathan last night. I'm like, can you just can you see what he's doing here? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I was like, that's you game gets game. Well, he never my my boyfriend. I, as this girl who he's going on date with, she's never really dated. But I never dated either. I've never, no one ever dated me. Like when I was in college, I went to frat parties and I met a guy who I, who liked me. And then we ended up getting married. We never went on dates. We didn't, no one's trying to woo me. There's no wooing. No one yeah. woos anymore. It's the, the only woo, yeah. the, the only, the woo that you get is like, woo, come over here. Or woo, I just swiped right on your face. There's no, <laughs> yeah. there's no more like wooing. It's like. Or the wooing is basic. Like, I'll take you to dinner. I yeah, don't like yeah, that. Yeah. No, yeah. One, no one ever even oh. takes me to dinner. No one ever did that because, and so all that, I missed all that awkward dating stuff. Yeah. It's, it's a job. 
That's what my that's what my good friend Katie says it's is that job. she was dating for a while. She dated all last summer on the OK Cupid, and she's like, it's a full time job. It is, it's and like, she started drinking a lot more because what else do you do? You don't want to go out to coffee with a dude. That's dumb. No, there are a lot of people that do coffee dates. I'm like, fuck that. Let's drink. I'm like, yeah. I've, I've never been. I've never when I was dating, and I kind of miss it. I like the fact that you just put all your cards on the table, and sometimes when you're drinking, that real person comes out. Right. You know, when you're having coffee and tea together and you're having the daytime date, you know, you're trying to put on, the, you're, you're staging each other. You're like actors. Yeah. You're, you're actors. We're acting right now. What do you do? No, what do you do? That's why you no. gotta be drunk for that shit. Fuck that. Let's have some wine, yeah. some weed, talk, and, you know, get shit space and see what happens. You might get lucky. I don't know. I've just, uh, I've always been that kind of girl. I don't See, care. that's what I like about being a comic and having this happen with another comic is because when you're a comic there's always like a little bit of awkwardness in your life because yeah. you're crazy enough to think that you can walk up to a room full of strangers and make them just have a good time for seven minutes or five minutes so it's like with that it's like all right let me let me push something out there and that's kind of weird where like a regular civilian would be like oh my god can <laughs> i believe that you said that and blah, blah. <laughs> whereas with the comic it's like i accept your challenge yeah. and i will you know, return to that. That that makes it fun. Yeah. You know. Fun. Fun without drinking. I didn't think it was possible. Uh, you guys can have fun without drinking if you drink Alta California Botanicals, <laughs> the best tink in the biz. If you don't know what tincture is, go to your local dispensary and ask for it by name, Alta California Botanicals. Six different methods to help you be well. Laughter is the second best medicine. Alta California Botanicals is the first. Uh, they're also one of the sponsors of the... 2016 Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival that's going to be here at the station. 25 shows in five days, March 2nd through 6th. It's going to be awesome. You can buy your tickets right now on universe.com. And if you buy a day pass and you tweet us or Google Plus us, you get a 5% discount. But not if you buy individual tickets, only if you buy the day pass. So you've got to but the day pass means you could go to all five shows for a mere $35. And if you do all the extra tweeting and twatting, then it's only $30. You get to see five hours of amazing comedy uh, from 24 international and national comedians and 20 in-town comedians. It's going to be a really good time. So, and they probably and, will be drinking. And, and one of the good things uh, about Alta California, too, is they're one of the few tinkatures that actually have a uh, sticker on there that gives you a breakdown of how much of each cannabinoid is in each batch so you can get a more approximate idea of what you're ingesting what you're taking in and it's not just about t like if you want to get thc and you want to get high you, you have that option but then there's other cannabinoids and acids from the plants that are kind of utilized for you to help you with specific things so like one thing like even though i'm sober now uh and i'm not sober just you know enjoying my health uh <laughs> i i still will uh use the anxiety relief uh which is uh mainly cbd there's trace amounts of other cannabinoids in it but it's focused more on just the cbd which is what you're hearing a lot of in the news with the uh the medical people and solving seizures and stuff yeah like that. seizures kids with uh epilepsy and um they their lives have been changed by taking a combination of cannabinoids but specifically uh, cbd is one of them but in combination with like thca for pain and all these other things it's really quite amazing stuff science science and if you science. have questions if you're if you're trying to cure something specific or if you really want to remedy like uh you know something within you you can always give us a buzz on the the hotline bling 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, if we don't have that information directly for you, we can definitely get it for you for what would be best for you to take. And there's uh, some new ones coming out on the horizons to aid with insomnia and other and things, too. And CBD, CBDA is the new thing. So THCA is the acids of THC, and if you heat it up, it becomes THC. It's like when the plant is growing, it's the part of the plant that's like, hey, grow, grow, grow. And it's the acids of the plant. And it's a massive anti-inflammatory. It's really good for you. It deals with pain. But if you heat it up, it turns into THC, nightmare juice. Uh, but now there's CBDA, so it's the acids of the plant before it flowers when it's specifically a CBD strain. And this stuff is supposedly off the charts. They're bringing it in to us today, I believe. We're going to be guinea pigging it. And you'll love this. It works for weight loss. That's the one that I remember you were CBDA. Yeah. Just this one of the guys who works the, up there at the farm uh, and with the Alta California Botanicals, he said he's like lost 40 pounds, and he's attributing it to the CBDA wow. and I was like dude Al if you've got a weight loss cannabinoid you can make a million dollars like it's yeah, gonna make yeah. more than one that, million yeah. dollars and that's why I always tell people like it's it's not uh like if you want to get high you can get high but you know I wouldn't necessarily recommend anybody who's never smoked pot or drank to do so but at the same time if you want I would never tell anybody to go pharmaceutical routes or things like that so it's right. like if you're looking for the holistic approach to uh, you know, a better wellness and a better being, I think this is a great place to start. You got to yeah. do a little bit of experimenting because it's still you know on the the cusp of science and coming out of what things can and can't do, and it does react differently for different people. You know, like with the right. the THC, the euphoria. I hate that shit. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even like looking at the bottle. But Pam loves it. I a love it. I love it. Yeah, I love it. So I mean, it just fuck depends. that, dude. That is a panic attack in a bottle. <laughs> It's, and you experience that, so that's why oh, it's just dude. like, yeah. It took me to the fucking nether realms, and I never want to go back there. <laughs> Alta California Botanicals, bringing you to the nether realms. Uh, so they're, they're one of the sponsors of the festival, but another sponsor is PBR, which is very exciting. Yeah, I got a PAPS um, hat. The PAPS hat. Yeah, yeah we'll support it. Support, nice. support PBR. Uh, also, Asiento up the street from us, they are going to be, if you say that you're coming from the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival anytime during the festival, they're going to give you happy hour prices all night. Oh, wow. So that's exciting. Um, there's a special party on um, Thursday the 4th at the Eagle SF. They're one of our sponsors, and they're going to be hooking us up. Um, also, Subliminal SF is doing all of our artwork. Uh, auditory and visual mind control and then brainwash is another one of our sponsors and they're having a special show on saturday the 5th which supposedly he's gonna have free beer at it he's getting another sponsor for that too so it should be exciting and i'm i'm trying to work it out to see if it's possible i still have to look at my schedule and uh film shooting because i'm shooting pete's uh feature-length film during this time Ooh. but uh, i might be able to uh uh, transport people back and forth from places or to home with the van Wow! Uh, as an added luxury. So instead of buying an Uber or something, it might be like two bucks or something per person to anywhere in SF. So nice. It's going to yes. be a whole shindig. Get a shovel. A We're digging. We're digging. <laughs> <laughs> it's hopefully everything works out and it's going to be a good time. It will. So go get, go get your tickets and support us here at Mutiny Radio. So you guys are listening to the AltaCast right now. I am joined by Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth, when uh, guest... Steve Poggi, I'm Pam Benjamin. We're going to listen to a little uh, Amy Winehouse, and then we'll be right back. I mean, why not play yeah. some rehab, right? Right. right. Yeah. And yeah. we'll come back with some more sobriety stories. I, I don't have any, like, personal ones, but I know people <laughs> who've tried it unsuccessfully. <laughs> All right. Enjoy some Amy Winehouse. She's dead. Oh. 
now it's really sad. They tried to make me go to rehab. I said no, no, no. Yes, I've been black, but when I come back, you know. Not for our friend Amy, but she's dead now. Yeah, she. I think she probably should have went for... <laughs> well, and that's what I learned. Um, one of the girls that I nanny for, who is just a doll, um, she was listening to the song Rehab, and her mom, she's, I think, nine now or ten, and her mom said, 
do you know what that song's about? And she was like, yeah, um, she was doing too many drugs and they wanted to put her in a place. And she said, no. And I'm like, wow, wow. you know, at that age. And then I said, oh, well, you know, but Amy Winehouse, she was doing all these drugs. And that's when the mom told me, she's like, she died of alcoholism. And I'm like, no, she's like, she died of a heart attack because she was consuming so much alcohol. I didn't think that that was, I didn't think that was a possible thing. Oh yeah, alcohol can kill you. I mean, we've said this so many times before about things in moderation, Right. you know, and that's, that's what it, I mean, she took it to the next level. That's what happened. You know, and it's unfortunate. It really is because you hear about people ODing on like you know drug like heroin and stuff. But alcohol is actually one of the scariest yeah. things to Absolutely. get. It's hard to get off of. It's really hard. It's like the only thing you can die from withdrawal. With everything else, you'll feel like you're gonna die. But alcohol is the only thing with, with withdrawal yeah. can actually, actually die. die. Yeah. So I um, I drank a lot in college. I was um, I hung out with uh, my then boyfriend who became my husband he was the president of his fraternity it was a white fraternity he was black didn't matter <laughs> i am a girl and i hung out with him all the time and i drank i mean i was drinking like i don't know i'm gonna guess because i would shotgun beers i'm gonna say i was drinking about 18 beers a night like 18 natty lights Damn. and at the time i was in college and i was a dance minor and i was pushing 150 pounds I was about 148 or whatever but I was working out all all the time and I couldn't figure it out and I was like why why am I why am I so big right now when I work out so much and it's just that the calorie intake alone of the 18 beers a night I was drinking and these were like natty lights so it wasn't like you know now I have four IPAs and I'm tossed because it's higher alcohol and it's I don't even know how many calories are in that but I Okay, so I was hanging out with all these guys. I was, sh- I was really good at shotgunning beers, and it was like a game. Like, oh, look, pink and shotgun a beer. <laughs> it was so funny. And then beer bonging, all of that. I was very, very good at it. I excel. I excel at drinking. I'm very good at it. Uh, but when we started getting older and we were out of college, I was still friends with the same guys who were in that fraternity because my husband moved on. He kept the same friends, and they did football. They all got season tickets for the Chargers together, and they were doing all this. And there's one friend who was like, he used to be so much fun in the life of a party. And just a really nice guy. And then there was this woman that he met, and he decided to marry her. And I told him, I wrote him a letter. I was like, don't marry this lady. She's Your life is going to be ruined. And he was like, no, I think I love her. I think this is it. This is it. This is the one. And then, like, shortly after the wedding, they had their first kid. And then they ended up having two kids after that. And he hit his alcoholism so well. He was drinking, he finally got in trouble for it because he was drinking out of a water bottle at work and it was vodka oh, and he was like bouncing down. He, he, he wanted to be a dentist, he ended up selling insurance. So he married this woman who was like not nice. He had a bunch of kids that he, I'm sure he loves his kids now, but, and he was living this life selling insurance that was just making him so unhappy that he was constantly drinking vodka. He had one in the car, he had one under his bed, he had one at work in the drawer and so when everybody finally found out and he's like hey i'm an alcoholic we were like nah and he was like in that withdrawal thing like where he'd wake up in the middle of the night and he had to have that bottle of vodka under the bed because he'd start seizuring but the thing that brought him there was that he was so depressed because his life was so not what he wanted it to be and like 
is that like where so much of our drinking stems from? Is like yes. I just it, I'm not happy. But see, it's different for me. For me, it's different for you because you're social. I'm, I, I, this is I, what yeah. you, what you're doing because the majority of your days are spent with working at the station, doing your comedy, and it, it's. It, it's it's mostly social. It's not because like you know I I went to a Christian school and I'm mad so I'm going to keep drinking or I don't you know I don't get along with my parents so I'm going to drink. No, it's because the fact of the matter is what you're doing you the environment that you're in is social. Yeah. And so that's I mean that's that's part of what it is. You know, just like how I bartend, that's part of what it is. You know, so it. But what you're talking about with your friend, that is one of the biggest things that a lot of people go through, but they're in denial because again, like I was talking about, like how people are, you know, he conformed, right? That's the problem. The people who try to conform, you know, go to college, get married, have kids, sell have insurance, sell insurance, buy a house, buy a house. I mean, there's so many unhappy stories of like that conformity. Get a, where, get a GMC suburban thing. Yeah, exactly. Those people are <laughs> that suburban life. A lot of those people are miserable. That's yeah. why they pop pills and they drink and they hide it really well. Absolutely. Until, until the point where you can't hide it anymore. Right. Because they conformed and they're now miserable. And I'm not saying that's their fault or anything else. I think it's society that says, well, this is what you're supposed to do in order to be successful. And you, you're you a robot, so do it. And they do it, and look what happens. And then they're not happy, and then they have to break outside the See? box. Speaking of not happy, so Amy Winehouse's death was listed as a coroner by death of misadventure. Uh, and her blood alcohol content was 0.416. When I blew, after my car got flipped uh, three times and they dug me out and they they gave me a breathalyzer, I was at .153. And that was four hours after my last drink. Yeah, like she, they said that uh, the unintended consequences of such a potentially fatal levels was her sudden death. Jesus, man. It's a heart attack from death of misadventures. Your body just goes... There's so much booze in here, we're just shutting down. We're yeah, we can't target, breathe anymore. Fuck you, get out. <laughs> I, I had a friend who died in San Diego because he was drinking with um, Vicodin. He had taken like 12 oh. Vicodin and he was drinking whiskey. He had like 12 shots of whiskey and 12 Vicodin and he died. He had a, his body forgot how to breathe. It just was like, okay, bye. Oh yeah. my God. There, there's, there's been a ton of stories like that. I know one guy who... Uh, drinking and took pills and he was so sedated that he like rolled over like face down on the couch and like, he ended up smothering himself <gasps> so fucked up that he couldn't get you know, out yeah. Jesus. So yeah, I mean, I mean, there's a lot to fucking lose with this shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Especially it's like one thing, like you said, if you're drinking to have fun, hang out with people or if you're drinking because you, know, you have a water bottle full of vodka at your insurance office. Yeah. Or because you have to dress up like Chuck E. Cheese and be around the kids. <laughs> well, that would kind of be a fun job. The drunk mouse is back. <laughs> the drunk dead mouse. Um, the worst consequences that I, like, have from getting too drunk, and, and it only happens when I don't eat dinner, and then I get too drunk, and then I, I don't even throw up anymore. But the, the biggest one, and Poji said this never happens to him. I, we were in the car the other day, and you're like, I can't believe someone does that. I've peed in strange places before. Uh, I've peed in plants, in hotel rooms, 
thinking that it was the bathroom. I've been woken up by people in a hotel room saying, that's not the bathroom, Pam. Like, peeing in a plant, that's happened to me. Uh, I've, I've peed in the bed. You know, that happens sometimes. Uh, but what I usually do now, blackout Pam is smarter than, smarter than she thinks. Uh, so what happens now is if I come home and I know I'm so drunk, and I'll even sometimes pee first, but if I sleep on the floor, on the carpet, with like my hair, head's kind of buried in my hands, I tell Jonathan, my boyfriend, don't, don't move me. Don't pick me up. Don't take my pants off. Those are a sponge to wick up the urine, <laughs> you see. Don't think you're not helping by taking off my pants, okay? Because Blackout Pam is smarter than you. And she knows that she's probably going to pee. Don't put me in bed. Don't do that. No pee bed. No, don't do it. Don't want to have to because I've woken up. I woke up once and I think I, I don't know if it was Jonathan or drummer comedian Aaron Barrett. And I looked at him and I'm like, who just peed in the bed? Did you just do that? They're like, okay, fair. That was totally you. And then I'm like, ah! And I'm trying to like deal with all the sheets and wash them in the, <laughs> wash them in the tub, get all the hot water going. And then I'm like, then I'm like, then I'm awake. I'm like, fuck. Right. Oh, but no. so, if I'm ever, if you ever come across me in my house, on the floor sleeping, don't touch her. Don't touch. It's go- just leave me. Go sleep in my bed because there's not going to be any pee in it. It's going to be way better. Like this is. It's the, this would be a good reason why to wear it depends. And here's here's a ridiculous thing. I have a lot of baby diapers in my house, and um, so I use them more for like if I'm having my period and I don't want to. I don't like sticking things in me when I'm sleeping. I don't. It's just weird. Unless I can't deal with it. Unless it's your boyfriend. Not relatable. Not really. But if you, I'll, I'll put the baby. I'll put the. I'll put the diaper down and I'll kind of sleep on the diaper so that I bleed on the diaper and then in the morning just kind of wipe it up. Um, but I should I should do that if that ever happens again. And I wonder really the absorbency of a diaper. If is it enough to get all? I mean, because I peed in the cat box before and I really decimated an entire. Like <laughs> it's more pee than you think it is. Like yeah. the cat pee is little pee. I wasted a lot of litter, clumping <laughs> litter by peeing in the cat box. Mistake. I think it, I, I've worn a pen before, so I think you're fine. Okay. <laughs> it's my, I my played a lot of role-playing computer games in the basement, which didn't have the bathroom at the time, so I peed in a lot of empty milk jugs and uh, various things. <laughs> Dude, I'm a big fan of the piss jug. As tell, a the story, tell the story about um, why you couldn't, can't play fo- couldn't play football anymore in high school in the uh, art room. Yeah, so I was a, a drunk sophomore story. in high school, and uh, I, I was a troublemaker. And uh, I was in my art class, and the, like, the way it was set up for finals was you would have, like, uh, I believe it was two classes a day, so they were half days, but each class was two hours long. So you'd go to one two-hour class, 20-minute break, two-hour class. And I was playing football, and uh, I was in poor shape for a class, but she was like, look, Steve, <clears throat> she's like, I know you like football. You might not be into painting and sculpting, and that's fine. So what I need you to do is you're gonna come in on the final, you're gonna help me clean this room, you're not gonna leave, you're not gonna be create a disturbance, I'll give you a C, and you can pass and you can play football. All right, great. So again, water bottle full of vodka. Oh, wow. Uh, I brought that in, and after my first one, I'm like, I don't have anything to do for two hours, fuck it. I was bored, right, before I even got there. So I pounded this bottle of vodka in 20 minutes with this juice, because we had a juice machine, that was when like, they first started doing like the we need healthy alternatives. Fruitopia. Yeah. So. <laughs> sugar. 
So then uh, I get the juice and I, I fucking slam this water bottle down and I'm feeling fucking great. And I get to art class and I'm cleaning and singing and having a good old time. And uh, sure enough, I've got to pee. So I'm like, I'm like, her name was Miss Braun. I'm like, Miss Braun, I, I got, I gotta go use the bathroom. I'll be right back. She was like, No, you are not leaving this classroom. You're not leaving my site. You're staying in here for the whole two hours. I was like, No, I really have to pee. She's like, It's too bad. I'm not, I'm not getting out. So we had this little drawing room with a sliding door, and I have these empty water bottles. <laughs> so I get a, a this knucklehead who I knew, and I have him watch the door, and I go in there. And start peeing into this bottle. But again, when you're drunk, you pee way more than you really anticipate because alcohol is also a diuretic. So I'm like filling up this water bottle. Next thing I know, I hear the door to the drying room slide open. And then I hear the teacher start screaming, He's playing with himself. He's playing with himself. Call security. He's playing with himself. And I come out of there, like, I don't even get to tuck my dick back into my pants. I just got to zip them up, pinch it off. And I'm like, What's going on, everybody? I ain't doing shit. And I hand the bottle of pee off to the guy who was supposed to wash the door who failed. And he throws it in. Back to the pee. This is where the pee comes from. He throws it into the backpack, but uh, I didn't tighten the cap on the bottle. Oh, God, no. So he got pee all over his backpack and all over his stuff. Enjoy that, Richard Rains. And uh, he got pissed off. So then (laughs) she calls up the security. She's like, I need someone to come up here. Uh, I got a student in the class who's masturbating. And so the security comes up on their little golf carts. And of course, I know all the security officers because I've been troubled nonstop. And so the guy's like, his name was Joe, and he was so cool. He was like, dude, you were jerking off in the class. I was like, no, man, it was really hot. I was just adjusting myself. My boxers were all wedged up. She wouldn't let me use the bathroom. And he's like, well, you smell like vodka. And I was like, I've got a pack of gum. He was like, all right. So I put every piece from that pack of gum. It was like one of those big extra trident things. <laughs> And I've got this fishing lure full of gum in my mouth, and I'm in there, and I'm talking to the principal, and he's like, dude, like this is like 45 minutes till the end of the school year. What the fuck? And I'm like, man, it was hot, you know, my shit was all bunched up, wouldn't let me go to the bathroom, and I said, fuck it, I'll go in the laundry room and just, you know, straighten my shit out. And uh, so then this cop had to come in and, like, oh investigate me for, like, some sort of, like, sexual crime in a public school campus kind of what? thing. And uh, he's like, he's like, you know, ask me all this stuff. Like, you know, do you do you have urges to masturbate frequently? <laughs> and all this stuff. And then finally, I was just like, I was like, officer, look, man. I was like, I just got really fucking drunk, and then I had to pee, and then she wouldn't let me out of the classroom. And so I tried to pee in this bottle, and she fucking busted me, and caught me, and said I was jerking off. And he was like, oh, all right, fine. And then he goes back, and he's like, no, because the kid wasn't masturbating. He's like, we're more than 100% confident in that. He just had to adjust himself or whatever. But since I got kicked out of that classroom, she failed me for that class. Oh. And then I became ineligible for the junior year football season. Which would have been like varsity. Yeah, so then I uh, I practiced the whole year through the team. And then finally, like after the first quarter when grades get like semi-reported, I was eligible again. So I'm practicing all week leading up. And it turned out to be like our homecoming game. And I'm finally back on the field. I'm finally starting. The game's Friday night, Wednesday my grandmother dies, I have to fly out to Missouri, and then the godmother who I was living with at the time calls up and goes, I can't handle living with a teenager, he's not coming back. And I never got to play. Oh my God. Again, but I practiced every single day, and I still have my football helmet, because all my gear was with my buddy, 
and they kind of hawked over my shoulder pads and everything else like that, but he saved the helmet for me, so I still Aww. have Aw, that's so bittersweet. And I never played again. And I want to play with other people. And why is Steve Poggi going through sobriety? Uh. <laughs> it seems that this has been, I mean, I know you're 30 now, so that was half your life ago. 31, February 25th, 32, we're getting old. You're Oh, oh, sure you are. Yeah. Aging yeah. graceful. Yep, there yeah. you go. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I mean, it's a it's it's a thing. I didn't start drinking till I was like, I mean, I drank because my parents always drank, but it would be like a sip of dad's beer, or they'd be like, would you like to have a glass of wine at Christmas? And I was so Christian that I didn't, I didn't do it. There was there was a Christmas party I went to at the Orvix house, and I drank eggnog, which I love eggnog. If you've been listening to other shows, you'll know that I love the fuck out of eggnog. <laughs> And so I would hang out at this one house and they would like be cool with drinking. And I never really got like super wasted, but I was like, oh, I had a couple cup of, cups of eggnog, you know, right. but I didn't really drink in high school. And then I got to college and I was like, I found my thing. Uh, college turns you up. I think I found it. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to do lots and lots of acid and smoke tons of weed. And I love drinking and smoking and I'm good at it. <laughs> uh, I'm fun. I'm way more fun. Like, I went from being like super stick in the mud prissy pants to being like, I am fucking fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so, you, you know, there was that one almost rape, but other than that, it was really. <laughs> almost. Didn't well, I didn't get raped because the, I was. The thing is that I've, I'm, I've always been like, I, hung out, I hang out with dudes. Like, right. I'm the girl that hangs out with dudes. It's just been the way it is. And comedy makes a lot of sense for me because it's all dudes and I just hang out with them. And I've always been that way. I've always just wanted to hang out with the guys. Like, that's kind of what I do or what I enjoy doing. And I seem to be able to relate to them and deal with it. Frat guys and other I don't usually have girlfriends, you know. I have, like, a couple close girlfriends. But mostly I hang out with dudes. Uh, so, ooh, I'm high now, by the way. <laughs> so... <laughs> That, that shit is hitting me. The CBD and the THC are being is synergistic. It's roaring up out of you. They're synergistic. But, oh, so this is this is the rape story. So I was really good friends with all, like, the guys we'd hang out. And we all went down to Rosarito to stay for spring break. And it was the girls. And we were staying in this one place. And then there were the guys. And they were staying, like, next door. And we were all having a lot of fun. And I was like, I was hanging out with just a lot of dudes. And some of them were really cool and well, and one of them wasn't, and so I was wasted, like tequila wasted, like Oof. in oh, Rosarito, Mexico, wasted. And this one sleazy frat guy brought me upstairs, and he was trying to get my clothes off, and I was out. And like um, this guy, his last name was McCune, and they owned—they actually owned a bunch of um, car. They sell cars in San Diego, oh, so it's like the McCune family. He came upstairs and he saved me. He was like what the fuck are you going to do to Pam? And I think he hit the guy. And it was like a big thing. Like he carried me downstairs and took me to a different like house entirely and was like, you're safe here. You're staying here. Wow. And, um, and he saved me from, a ra- which could have been a potential gang rape because, I mean, it was a bunch of guys in a frat house all in Rosarito. Right. And there's right. drunk bitch upstairs. I mean, it could have wow. been, it could have been really bad. But one of the guys wasn't a dick and isn't that so That's, nice wow just takes that, one it just takes because that could have altered your whole experience you know oh saying? yeah yeah, yeah you know, definitely it would have been that would have been a pretty awful thing to go through in college yeah, well especially if they were drunk and they were like all right guys she knows we got to kill her all right my <laughs> lives are at stake here oh my god i don't think i think that they i don't know that's what you do with drunk girls isn't it in fraternities you find them and then 
they're wasted and then you all have sex with them that's what happens right in fraternities yeah i mean i just i I never went i skipped that institution i uh i stopped going to frat parties my senior year in high school yeah (laughs) yeah i i knew better i'm like because after just seeing what was going on and i'm just like i'm like this is this is some bullshit this is some rapey stuff i've seen on lifetime rapey stuff a lot of hormones yeah and it's just like and the thing is and then we're high school girls on top of that so that's even like uh, yeah like you're definitely prey that's strawberries in the fruit salad (laughs) you know i i've never i i've always been afraid of frat parties after have seen what was going on and like i went to art school so we didn't have fraternities right well we went i went to ucsd so they were all smart guys so that's the thing is i was like oh smart guys they must all not be rapists i, I don't trust but them. i think it, it goes across uh, all and 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 it, you, just because you're going to college doesn't mean you're intelligent although uc san diego is kind of like a smarty pants you know I've, I've seen a lot of uh like like house parties where a chick will hook up with a dude and then like the uh the the beta males, the, the like lesser dudes, think that like, oh well, since she fucked him, she'll definitely fuck me oh, then, cause that. I'm better than him. And like, I've seen a lot of that kind of shit, like people getting beat up for that kind of stuff and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I had the. the so when I was in high school, I was convinced that alcohol was kind of bullshit and the people that blacked out were all full of shit <laughs> because uh, they were just being who they wanted to be or saying what they wanted to say. Because when you're in high school, you just get drunk and, you know, I don't even like Becky. She's a bitch. Like, shit like that. <laughs> but uh, when I turned 21, that was my first blackout time. And I hooked up with this chick, like, woke up at her place and like had no idea where the fuck I was. No, it was my 21st birthday, fucking was insanely hungover. And worst of all, like we had fucked around hardcore to the point where that flap of skin that holds onto your tongue, it was cut in from me trying to extend my tongue further than it was capable of going. (laughs) That was a rough one. (laughs) Well, at least you... (laughs) Sobriety. Yeah. yeah, I had her drop me off <laughs> at the gas station. <laughs> had me drop her off at the gas station. I went into the gas station. I bought a tall can, cracked it open right outside. Didn't know you that was illegal to do, and just <laughs> drank it till my buddy Ronnie came and picked me up. There's, Happy 21. Dude, nice. this, this is why they should lower the drinking age. I think to 18. Well, yeah. I really. Do. I'm sorry if you're able to go to war and kill people. You I should be able to drink. Absolutely. Because well, that's going to fuck you up, so yeah. why not fuck yourself up? <laughs> exactly. And the thing is that hopefully with uh, the future that's happening, people will be more apt to use marijuana as, as an introductory sort of drug as opposed to, like, it's a gateway drug. Well, alcohol's a gateway drug. Alcohol, Any Anything yes. is Prozac is a gateway drug. Fucking, yeah. all of it's a gateway drug. And Oxidine. vitamins, vitamins are a gateway drug. Are you fucking kidding me? Getting people used to the concept of taking something besides, like, a food substance. Like, we've made this pill for you. Yeah. Here, kids, take your vitamins. Here, kids, take exactly. your vitamins. That's just totally a way of, like, an, an inoculating them against the fear of taking drugs. Conform. I won't even take aspirin anymore. Conform. I used to take... I, just, I will take ibuprofen if I'm in a lot of pain. But other than that, like, man, I'm going to smoke weed. I try to avoid taking ibuprofen or anything, you know, unless, you know, if, like, I'm, if I'm really cramping and I'm in a fetal position and I, I'm like, I can't take this, I'll take some ibuprofen. But, I mean, to me, a lot of pills, like I say, they're... <laughs> they're a way to control. They're mind yeah. control to me. Sure, sure. And I honestly, 
though I'm a bartender, I do feel that out of everything, drug-wise, I think alcohol is like one of the worst. Yeah. It is one of the worst. It, but it's so you don't okay. Blackout. You don't it's black so out okay. on marijuana. Yeah. I've never smoked so much weed that I'm like, I don't remember anything that happened. That, right. That well, unless it's really happen. boring. <laughs> you're, you're like, what happened? I don't remember. Any, oh, yeah, I just talked to Mike about you know, Walgreens. <laughs> I mean, exactly. you still people, you still have people. But it's in not society. a blackout. Yeah, there's a black year out. Well, you still have people in society that talk about marijuana like it's so evil, but they will drink like a 12 pack. Yeah, and I'm just really like, you hypocrisy. you make no sense. You make no sense. How dare you talk about marijuana that way? Yeah. Here, and I'm gonna give, and I'm gonna give them some Alta California botanicals. It's uh, we're at the we're at the top of the hour, so we're gonna do tell you guys that you're listening to the AltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm. Thanks for listening, downloading this podcast, or if you're listening live. You guys aren't. I told you to call in. If you have your own sobriety failed or uh, successful attempts. Call in anonymously and just get something off your chest. Were you like an asshole sometime? Fucking, you're talking to the gang assholes. We get you you right. 415-550-0511. Call us from work, Ruby Gill. Yeah, call us. Talking to you. Let us know how you do. Well, you know, the other thing I think about too is like, like with, with, like the drugs that really fuck you up, like alcohol or cocaine, once you start doing the drug, you want to do more More. of the drug. Like, There's been plenty of times where I've smoked pot and then I've just been like, Ugh, I'm good, man. I'm just gonna fucking sit here <laughs> yeah. for a while. Like I don't I don't want any more. But like when you're on acid, usually you're not like, I want more acid now. <laughs> you know? Exactly right. But when you're on acid, you're like, Oh my god, I wanna just survive this and get this wolf to stop singing Christmas carols. Oh fuck. Why did I do this to myself? <laughs> but if you're on cocaine, you don't oh, you, stop you do not want to stop that party. Oh, I hate cocaine so much. It turns me into the... I did cocaine for a little bit, and I stopped. Not because it was cost prohibitive, and not because it wasn't ubiquitous, and not because it was damaging my life in any way other than I became an intolerable asshole when I was on it. Like, I already sort of have a healthy ego and self-esteem and have an ability to talk about myself that surpasses normal human beings but on cocaine I think that I'm a fucking genius that every word syllable sound that drips from my honeyed lips is true from the gods to you lucky you and then you get to hear it oh and I know everything about everything it is the egotistical drug I actually like it oh it makes me such (laughs) I I feel like such an asshole the next morning that I don't ever want to do that again because it is I must be intolerable for other people I, I usually like when I'm on it, I just usually speed talk or dance. Uh, but I always get ideas. Like, I'm like, hey, you should start selling your paintings in Paris. Like, where the fuck did that come from? Yeah. Like, when, it's just like, and now you have this idea of like selling something and, and doing it. And like, we can do it. And yeah, yeah, let's do it. Another snort. And then, yeah. And so like, and it's just uh. like. And it's just like, I love this song. Let's dance. That's me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's I'm going to ask you if you're my mom. You're going to say yes, uh, you're my mom. Sean Rouse, who will be coming to San Francisco to perform comedy when Dave Attell is here, whenever Dave is going to be here, he uh, he has some great jokes where he's uh, he's talking about crank. He's like, you ever oh. tried crank before? Yeah. That shit makes you a crackhead immediately. <laughs> he's like, you do one line of crank, you come up with all these weird business ideas. Like, let's get a puppy. <laughs> sell it for a profit like nobody wants to buy he's like well we'll get a puppy then we'll shave him then we'll sell him for a profit and uh his other one was like 
he's like, I don't know what to tell these kids. And I'm not, I'm not doing Sean Rouse's jokes justice here, so Google search him. But he's like, I, I have to tell these kids, you know, like if you're going to be drinking and driving, you got to get cocaine. Stay <laughs> he's like, is nobody telling the children how to do this correctly? Keep them alert. Yeah, I... I um, but I did a lot of cocaine in, when I was lived in San Diego and I was going back and forth from LA a lot. And if you're in LA traffic and it's nighttime and you're not on cocaine, you're the only one, okay? <laughs> Everyone else is on it. I was too. Was. One more Sean Rouse joke. He's talking about a buddy of his smoking a joint that was dipped in formaldehyde. Oh, God, the PCP, and the then, fake uh, PCP. He, said, he, he goes, I talked to the guy the next day and he goes, the guy was started freaking out. He said all these demons came to show up and uh, drag him off to hell. And after that, he was so scared that uh, you know he didn't do drugs anymore and he just went to church. And he was like, "What a horrible drug!" I was like, "Could you imagine that? You wake up and you're like, you know, it's a bad drug when you do it, and then you wake up and you're like, I have a belief system now." <laughs> That's so funny. That's how Salvia made me feel. Oh, I hate that shit. Yeah, I felt like my bottom jaw shot through my skull. And I, the first time I smoked that shit, I was driving. <laughs> oh, I was are you driving. Kidding? No you way. Went. You talked to the aliens while you were driving. I was driving. That's insane. And I had That's a, really uh, dangerous. I had this piece Ew. of metal that came off this thing that, like, you go fishing, you stick it into the ground, and then you hook the fish's lip and keep them in the water so they stay fresh or whatever until you're done. And I took the little ring out, and then I took a socket, and I duct taped that around. And I like went to like a public bathroom and took a screen out of the sink and put that in there. And I packed it. So it was like a fat one hitter. Packed it full of salvia. I'm driving my 1987 Chevy Caprice Classic. I got the fiance. <laughs> my buddies are in there. And I take it and I hit it, and I hold it in and I blow it out. And like I was like, I can't. I gotta pull. Oh, no. <laughs> And then I was like, we gotta pull, pull and I like pulled in the target. I parked in like three spots. And then I got super pissed off at everyone. I'm like, we gotta go to Target, pretend like we didn't do drugs. And I'm like trying to walk in and I couldn't. I was like falling down. Dude, it was so bad. That, the first time I did it, I we were watching Empire Strikes Back and they they were jumping out of the screen. And so, like, I'm going around in circles in my living room, like, Steve, what the fuck is this shit? Why'd you do this? Why'd you do this to me? Oh, my God. Like, the creatures, they're coming out of the TV. It was really weird. And then I lived on the third floor. So I kept looking at the TV and then looking at the window and looking at the TV. I'm like, I should jump out of this window. Anytime that I'm so high and I'm talking about jumping out of the window... Yeah, I'm not doing that shit anymore. I wanted to literally jump out the do, window. Do, but you remember, do you both remember the entire time? Like, you were you you never got taken to the other place? I remember, like, the Dude. emotions and feelings. Luckily, I never did enough of that shit to, like... It, it was... The thing is, I wasn't there. I wasn't lucid. I got for whatever... I guess it was only, like, eight minutes or whatever. I wasn't there. It was like... I, and I knew where I was because I remember it all vividly. But it was... In with the space and the, and the tsunami string and the and the technicolor tsunami string on the ch- kids.